there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Stay in your lane, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Welcome to the Mind Your Own podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Sasha. And if you can hear it, that's my computer just getting ready to take flight once again, as it always <laughs> does only when we get ready to record this podcast, because it's like that nice little reminder that I've, I'm apparently busy and my computer <laughs> is like overheating, would like me to restart it, but not yet. No computer, chance. Not yet. Hold How on. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Good. Um, spring game week for Nebraska. Uh, it's also the women's golf team for Nebraska finds out by the time you're listening to this, you actually may already know. Uh, they find out if as a team, they make it to the NCAA regionals or not. Um, I believe if I'm not misquoting this, I can go look really quick for anyone who's interested. Uh, the Yep, so Nebraska just tied for second at the Big Ten Championship, which is its best conference finish in women's golf since 1984. The team has not qualified for the NCAA regional play as a team. So not just individual players, but as a team since 2008. Uh, Kate Smith had an, incredible, uh, had an incredible weekend at the Big Ten tournament, helping uh, lead that team, but she's certainly not the only one. There are a number of other uh, women on that team, like Kirsten Beatty, Megan Whitaker, uh, who have a shot at the NCAA regionals just like she does um, and have played really, really phenomenal golf. So that's also happening this yeah. week. Um, just a little like side tangent, but <laughs> uh, that I think sometimes, especially in a, in this bizarre year of sports colliding together, it can be really easy to forget about, but yeah, uh, Nebraska women, uh, women's golf has a really good shot at NCAA regional play. And like I said, by the time you're listening to this, uh, you, it may already be out there. So, but keep an eye on that. That's really exciting. If that pans out for Nebraska. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations to Kentucky, your NCAA women's volleyball champions, uh, Craig Skinner. Uh, if anyone is looking for the, Nebraska tie because of course you have to have it um he is a former assistant for Nebraska volleyball uh but Kentucky has taken the title so it's a, it's been a good week um it, and in, it's you know good week for women's sports yes. so far yes absolutely although I do want to just bring this up really quick because we could talk about this every week and this was not what we were going to talk about on today's podcast but I just kind of wanted to bring this up when we talk each week, like we did um, previously about the NCAA women's volleyball tournament and some of the disparities there, when we talk about the women's basketball tournament and the disparities between that and the men's team, I, I need people to understand that this stuff just doesn't go away overnight. It's not like because these tournaments are over that the conversation is done. Um, 
I want to just point out that the women's uh, college world series is also getting a very harsh light sign. Excuse me. Shine shown shined shown. If anyone, if anyone wants to know what it's like to be a writer and you're like, Oh, writers are always like grammatically correct. Sometimes my own words don't often make sense in my head. (laughs) Um, But a number of softball coaches have come forward to basically show that this is not new. This is something that, they have dealt with for a very, very long time. One soft softball coach asked, do the men even have showers for us? We don't have the opportunity to shower at the venue. We have to get on the bus and go back to the hotel. Um, there are, there's a lot of, a this microscope is getting, is getting like, it's highlighting so much right now. But the thing is, is like, none of this is new. Mm-hmm. I think what it's showing for me is that, we just haven't been paying attention and I am admittedly terrible about this. Like I think about the things that I just missed in broad daylight. This is, this conversation can't stop. So as we move forward from the women's basketball tournament, the uh, volleyball tournament, and we start to move forward. If you hear softball coaches bringing forward concerns about the women's college world series and you say, well, why haven't they brought this forward before? I promise you they probably have. And mm-hmm. I don't, I shouldn't even use the word probably. I, I guarantee you they have expressed concerns, but no one was really listening. Now people are listening. Yeah. So they're using this as an opportunity to say, hey, we also have some issues that should be addressed. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about these, these are the things will keep, keep coming up. I just want to point out for people who are like, but it's all about viewership. In 2019, the softball tournament drew an average of 1 million viewers. Baseball, the college rules, the men's college rules series drew 1.1 million. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to viewership, who's watching, people are watching women's sports. And we saw that with the outcry when, you know, the coverage wasn't there for women's volleyball. Yep. And the long story short is we have to keep caring about this stuff. So right. I, I don't want to, I could just dive into this for ever and ever and ever, but there's a lot of things that need to happen. The stadium where the, the women's college world series is held in Oklahoma city, that stadium is in need of its own renovation. The facilities have been lagging behind the men's. Obviously we know the men's tournament. If you're uh, familiar with Omaha at all, uh, yeah parted ways with Rosenblatt for a brand brand spanking new TD Ameritrade to essentially hopefully guarantee this marquee event in Omaha and guarantee it stays here for years and years and years to come. It is top of the line. I have been in all like the underbelly of that place and it is top of the line. The women are not quite at that place with the venue that they are at. Um, so these frustrations are real. Um, in fact, like when you think about the women's called world series, and I will link this article so you can read these things for yourself until 2011, there weren't even locker rooms. Players had to change in the uniforms into their uniforms, either at their hotels, on the bus, there were no restrooms in the stadium dugouts. Um, the coaches begged for restrooms and they gave them a portable option, which is better than nothing. But Long story short, let this be an example that when I just said 2011, this stuff isn't new. These coaches have been calling for more attention to this for a long time. So kind of like I've said on other topics, keep this energy going, save this energy for all of these things, because we cannot solve everything 
at once, but we can certainly break away chunks of it. So as the shift starts to look toward the women's college world series, that is okay because we need to keep that energy going. Um, the, the athletes certainly deserve it. So we can link that, read about it, but again, save that energy, keep it going. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could do every single week. I think we could do something different that, um, we need to talk about, um, when it comes to women's sports or, um, (laughs) injustices of any kind, because they are prevalent in our world. And I think that, um, continuing to draw attention to these things continues to help put it on people's radar. Um, Mm-hmm. Don't bring again. Don't bring up the viewership thing because obviously the numbers are pretty similar. Um, mm-hmm. So it doesn't have anything to do with that. It doesn't have to do with the revenue. It should be equal. Period. And it's okay to admit that hey, I've been missing these things all along because mm-hmm. even myself, like I think like, how have I missed some of these things? They're right there in front of me. And right. how did I? I think it's easy to just sometimes be complacent with kind of how things are it's just Mm -hmm. this is how they are and so you don't really you don't really think anything else until it starts to get pointed out and you start to realize like oh that's that's how it's been that's not how it should be but also things evolve in our our perspectives of things change and um obviously uh women's women's rights are constantly being fought for um that's not news so things just i mean this is when we say like the what about ism where it's like, well, what about this? I yeah. understand that there are so many pieces beyond just women's basketball, women's volleyball, women's softball, where yes, there are so many things that need to be addressed, but we have to, we have to work in chunks. Otherwise we can't solve all of the world's problems at one time. So mm-hmm. we kind of have to just start with what we're able to manage. And if you can, if you can fix this, then we can move on to this. And if we can fix that, then you can move on to this. Sometimes I think people want to take off, take on too much that it's too difficult to solve. Sometimes it's just start, start where you can. And that also means for the record that everyone does not have to be focused on the exact same thing. Just because maybe I have put my focus here doesn't mean you can't be focused over here because we're going to both end up working toward the same goal. We just all have things that matter to us and the things that we wake up every day and want to fight for. And that's okay. I think sometimes we like want to go after people where it's like, why aren't you more vocal about this? It's like, no, like let's all like stop trying to take on everything as an individual person and understand that like Sasha, she may be going, Hey, this is the thing that really matters to me. And I'm going to fight for it today. And I'm going, that's awesome. I'm going to put my time and energy over here. But the thing is, is ultimately our goals end up getting us to the same place. We're just going at them in a different way or focus on different pieces of the puzzle. Right. And that's, I, I mean, I use this analogy like all the time, but it's the, the snowflakes that build your snowman. Like the only way you can build a snowman is to collect snowflakes. And by I see those snowflakes as the little stepping stones that get us to the greater picture mm-hmm. in addressing some of these issues. Yeah, we'll get there. Oh, we can keep talking about this yeah. forever. <laughs> the one thing that I told Sasha that I wanted to talk about last week and then we completely change gears because of Texas, which was really, by the way, really quite interesting because right after that podcast had pretty much recorded and then we had 
um, gotten everything ready for the day, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders put out the tweet um, (laughs) uh, that said, I can breathe, I believe. Um, Anyway, long story short, uh, one week ago when we were recording uh, the um, Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all counts that were brought against him in the murder of George Floyd. And as somebody who is actively behind a brand account currently and has been, this is a reminder for anyone who has any kind of social presence. It's okay to not say anything. It's okay to step back, delete your scheduled tweets Mm -hmm. anything you have scheduled just get rid of them for a little while because you know what the conversation is more important than whatever thing you thought you were going to share um but then also like something like that you don't always have to have a voice on um now to be fair and we kind of touched on this with texas but i think it's important to reiterate for anyone who is not 100 percent sure A lot of times when something happens like what happened with the Las Vegas Raiders tweet, you jump after the social team. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is with a brand like that, there's not just some random person. There's not just like an intern sitting behind the account. Like a lot of people kept making the joke that the intern or the social team like tweeted that, logged out and left for the day. Mm -hmm. As it turns out, it was the owner who did that. Y'all, I have been fortunate in my career that I have had a lot of companies, brands that I've worked with that trust me when I say, hey, I'm not comfortable with this or, hey, I think we should do this or, hey, I'd like to get some feedback on this. I've been very fortunate that I've had really good partnerships in that sense, but that is not how it always works. There are times where a CEO or an owner or this person or your director of marketing and somebody storms in and is like, we're doing this or we're not doing this. But the people who take the brunt of that are the social media managers, the social media team. That's not to say social media managers don't mess up. Right. They have, everyone can be, everyone can potentially have something that like they, they screw up on. Um, but in that case, what was really scary about what happened with the Las Vegas Raiders is people started to dox their social team, started to find who they were from LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever, started sharing their information as like, Hey, these are the people behind this. So now you have put their safety at risk when you didn't even realize what was going on. And what was happening is I promise you now knowing that it was the owner who decided he wanted this tweeted, which it's just so stupid. Trust your, you, you hire experts for a reason, trust them to do their jobs, but whatever he, uh, he, he didn't take the fall for that. People didn't come at him like in the same way. Um, so now you have people who have spent an entire day online, just getting their names dragged, just absolutely dragged. That is why I think, Social media is, can be very good for accountability, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes we so quickly want to jam, jump to like canceling people without understanding maybe Context. what actually is happening yeah. here. So for the record, there's a reason I didn't tag Texas in my tweet last week because I don't know that person behind that account and how much they had to say with it, like how much say they had with that. Right. I told people I didn't want that energy. You know what people did? They still tagged Texas. Right. So great. Now, like, I don't know if that, like, maybe the coach, like, 
we just jump to this idea of like attacking like what we think we know before we do know it. But now, great, you have put all of these Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders social people's names out there to be attacked without knowing what was actually happening. Like I I said this last week, but I like with a lot of there's been a lot of things (laughs) that have gone on this last week, but give it a beat. Sit and give it a beat. Like I, I get, um, I don't know if frustrated is the, the word for it. There's like, it's a, it's a layered onion. <laughs> um, when, when I see things like this happening, um, and, and we're so quick to sometimes jump to conclusions and not knowing context. I think context is very important in a lot of, a lot of things in general in life. Um, mm-hmm. and without that, that context or, or, doing some research or waiting a little bit and giving it a beat to figure like to know all of the things that you could possibly know about a situation before jumping to a conclusion. I think we need a little bit more of, um, in certain situations, this being one of them. It's just because like, I think accountability is the right thing to do. Holding people accountable for bad actions bad words like I have certainly said and done things that um those are those things where being held accountable is not a bad thing right um but there are times where like the joke on Twitter is always every single day there's one main character on Twitter and your goal at the end of the day is not to be that person Mm -hmm. The greatest fear that I have, and this is what starts to get into what we have talked about previously of like sharing things or knowing when to share, not to share, when to speak up, when not to speak up, is that I don't want to become that main character, if you will, because a lot of times the things that I want to speak about, it is not about me. I am not the focus. I am not, I am not the like, so it's choosing to amplify others' voices, but also not wanting to make them the like target. It, it's it's hard, and I'm not trying to say this to make anyone feel bad for anyone. But when you take on, I remember when I got into social media management, I, I thought at first this was like more than a decade ago. Oh, this is gonna be so fun. <laughs> The thing is, it is, you get to do some really cool things. You get to be a part of really cool things. Like I have had the opportunity to be at the ESPYs mm-hmm. on behalf of Remington Trophy because of social media management. And that's really cool. Um, but there are also times where I've been on the other end of the Hale Varsity account when somebody is saying like, I'm going to cancel my subscription because I don't like that you talked about this or you did this. And The thing is, is like whether that person ever actually follows through, um, I have no idea, but I have had people who've emailed my bosses and gotten mad. They don't know that they're getting mad at me. And this isn't just at Hill Varsity. This is like in anything I've done, but you spend a lot of time almost just anxious because Mm -hmm. it's like, at what point am I going to upset somebody? Uh, So you do your best. Yeah. But, like, in the case of the Las Vegas Raiders, I feel awful for their social team. They're experts in what they do. And they had a person who undermined them. And they're the ones who dealt with it. Yeah. And we all owe those 
individuals, not the organization, not the owner, none of nothing about that. But we all owe those people individually a very giant apology for the fact that, and I don't even know if an apology is enough when you think about the fact that they were quite literally doxxed. Yep. Uh, Well, that's, and I, you put, you're putting, potentially putting people in danger um, by putting their information out there because the internet is a vast and wide place. um, And you don't, like, I'm not, like, this isn't, like, a I'm scared all the time thing, but, like, if that happened, I would be terrified that someone got the, get, the wrong person got my information, and then mm-hmm. something bad potentially could happen, because you don't know <laughs> who has their information now. Yeah, you just, you don't, and that's, that's the scary part. It has led people, it is, it is people leave journalism they leave social media because they they can't it, i mean it's it's a lot mm-hmm. it can be a lot every single day to wake up and be like well i guess let me just go take them you know let me, hey excuse me apparently my dogs have decided that they now also need to be included in this conversation um but yeah it's just like every day you wake up and it's like all right fingers crossed and hope for the best and yeah. like eh. I don't know. Well, before I take all of this time talking about this again, um, to the actual point of what we wanted to talk about. <laughs> and I know, Sasha, this is something that like you and I have both been to be to be quite honest for anyone who's listening to this. Sasha and I have to like carve out like the most like minimal amount of time we possibly can to record this, not because we don't care about it, but because um, work and life are just really, 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 yeah. really busy. Um and this is what I had originally wanted to talk about uh, last week, but is balance and yeah. finding balance. We've talked about this before on this podcast and ha- what we hoped when the pandemic started to um, loosen schedules where mm-hmm. you're actually back in person and doing things like what we had hoped for. I'm going to be honest with you, Sasha, since we had that initial conversation, when I was like, here are all the things that I hope for myself. Um, I'm only in spring ball. I've been doing a really bad job. Mm. Um, same. I was actually thinking about that on the way into work this morning. Like I literally was like, what the F happened, dude? Like, Mm um, I'm usually really, um, I have been for the better part of, I don't know, four or five years now, been pretty good about figuring out what my balance is, but I haven't been very great at that lately. And a lot of that is just like in terms of capacity of, of my life of, of work is pretty, pretty um, unbalancing of the rest of my life right now. But that's just because it's a busy time and there's a lot of things, there's a lot of moving parts and that's fine. But I do find myself more and more like not forcing myself, but like today I was like, where does the gym fit in? Yeah, I'm going to have to do it at 430. That's fine. I'm totally cool with that. But then I got to go. I should probably go to bed earlier tonight, which I'm also, you know, finding balance when when things are kind of chaotic is really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, But figuring it out is important so that you are able to stay ahead of like burnout, I guess. Yes. (laughs) Um, Just being aware of it. 
Yeah, I, I've found it like difficult lately. I've got some things coming up that I wanted to be better prepared for and I'm not, and I'm okay with that. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I realize that life happens. I mean, shit just happens and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Some things I don't have control of. So like being able to let go of the things I'm not able to control. I actually posted something, a very similar (laughs) conversation, um, that a gal I follow on Instagram posted today and it like really hit home. Like, Am I getting upset about things because they're out of balance or because I don't have control of them because I want more control right now? Mm. And being able to let go of the things that I'm getting frustrated with that I don't have control over allows me to be better balanced, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like I love that you said, um, like, where does the gym fit in? Because that's been something I've been struggling with is like, where do I and honestly, for me, it's like working out is just going to my basement. So it really Mm -hmm. shouldn't feel that difficult. But it's just like, even yesterday, I was sitting there and I had work to do. But I had a little bit of time where I was like, okay, there's this live boot camp that I would like to do. It's at 4 p.m. It was like 3.45 when I'm realizing this. And I'm like, you know, I I technically have a little bit of time. I could go just do that and just get that done with, just knock that out. And it took me, I'm even up until the point where I started, where I kept wanting to like talk myself out of it because I was like, oh, there's other things I could be doing. And I think it's just finding that balance of, okay, Yes, there are other things you certainly could be doing, but at the moment, like this is good for my health. It's good for my mental health. It's a thing that I need to find time for. Um, I have always notoriously really loved spring. Like this, the the time of year that we are in right now, I've always really loved. And it's because like things start to slow down a little bit for me personally, because um, in the world of sports, uh, you know, May, June, July tend to be a little bit quieter Mm -hmm. and then it ramps back up for the year. So I really, really try to enjoy this time. This year has been challenging because especially after a year where a lot of things were more quiet for a longer period of time, this spring has had a lot more jam packed into it because of that. Mm -hmm. And kind of finding balance between in for me and my schedule between spring football and volleyball and baseball and wanting to tell stories for, you know, the women's golf team. Um, and also, uh, there's, there's stories within softball. There's things to care about, obviously with soccer, there's so many things happening right now. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. And I often feel like I'm not doing enough. I am doing enough. Um, I'm only one person, but then I sit and I beat myself up about like, am I, when I take that little bit of time for myself, where am I maybe dropping the ball somewhere else? And I know that's not what it is, but like, like I said, we had talked about this probably a few months ago, just like the things we'd learned Mm -hmm. over a year where we had a lot of time to kind of sit and think that we would like to take forward. This is going to be a hard one Yeah, as I am now putting this like, this want into action um, because I see how it's so easy to just fall into bad habits of like, well, I'm just not going to work out. I'm not going to make myself dinner. I'm just going to order something. I'm not going to do this because it's just really, really easy to do that. Yeah. It's very easy to do that. Something that I came across not that long ago, I think we on Meathead Test Kitchen, we actually had um, an athlete on who like broke the world record in her weight class for um, deadlift. Um, she's like legitimately the best in the world, but something that she said has like stuck with me that I try to remind myself of frequently. (laughs) 
I, and I've been saying it to myself a lot the last few days, but like, is what I'm doing right now getting me to where I want to go? Because if it isn't, then I, I shouldn't do that thing that I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like if I care enough and it actually is a goal of mine, I will find time to make whatever work because if it's that important to me, if I have time to spend 90 minutes watching a movie, mm. I have 90 minutes to be doing whatever gets me closer to my goal. Um, that's kind yeah. of where I'm at right now. And I, I've been trying to be mindful and remind myself of that, but also not like beat myself up if shit happens because it does, this is life, but not a, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like not allowing the shit happens in quotes to be the excuse to not go do whatever. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this is something where um, <laughs> I actually listened to another podcast. Um, so I'm, I'm, it's a podcast that I really like, but I'll tell you, it's not um, something that you, it's really a podcast that I have to listen to when I'm driving to and from like Lincoln, because yeah. it, they're usually each episode's about two hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's the be there in five podcast. Kate Kennedy just deep dives topics. And she recently deep dived um, Rachel Hollis. And there's a whole thing about her and some things that she said that she then kind of tried to apologize for, but then blamed her team for. This is a person that needs to be held accountable because she was um, basically long. Anyway, that would take a whole other episode. So we're going to leave that be. But my point here is Rachel Hollis has always notoriously been preaching to people that we, we have all of these things that are, you know, not equal between us, whether it's um, money or this or that. But the one thing that we all have equal is time, time. which I agree with to a, de- I agree with in like the general sense that yes, we all have 24 hours in a day. But when people say like, Hey, you know what you have in common with Beyonce, the time in your day, well, Beyonce also has access to um, assistance and she has access to probably a slew of um, caretakers for her children, um, people who are able to help her out, make her time more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't have access is to a lot of that. What a lot of people don't have is access to a lot of that. So like, I think that's also something that I have to remind myself of quite a bit is that just because I have that time, yeah, like it's, it's not the same amount of time as like, so Sasha, your day, like the time that we have is really, in my opinion, not equal. Cause like one day for you, um, you may have that extra hour and you're like, but here's the thing that hour is not equal to the hour that you have, because the hour you have is like, I think about the fact that like, I don't have children. You, maybe you have something with your stepson Mm -hmm. or maybe somebody that I know, one of my friends who has, um, two or three kids, her time is going to look very different than mine. When I think about like balancing my time, I think that's another piece of it is balancing my time, Mm -hmm. not balancing my time within what I think it needs to look like based on other people's time. Because 60 minutes is the same in an hour, but it is not going to be the same depending on just the lives we live. Right. I I know that like not to fill this podcast with a bunch of cliche phrases, but like (laughs) I always, I remember too, sometimes when I get, in that like when I start to feel bad because I'm either not as available or multitasking and not focusing on something that I should be focusing on because I'm trying to get a billion different things done like and then seeing how other people are doing it you know comparison is the thief of joy so like I um I really try not to 
compare what I'm seeing other people doing compared to what I'm doing just because of what you just said. Like, I don't know what somebody else is going through or what they're dealing with out, uh, dealing with in their life outside of what they may be posting on social media. So comparing myself to someone who seems superhuman to me isn't fair to myself or to the other person I'm comparing myself to. Like my 60 minutes may look drastically different than that person's 60 minutes. And what happens within those 60 minutes may be completely different on how it's managed. So just like constantly reminding myself that like I'm doing just fine. I'm right where I need to be and I'm going to be okay. Like if I miss doing this thing or that thing, as long as it's not having a negative impact on myself or other people, I'm okay. I am okay. (laughs) Yeah. I, I just think it's so easy in a, any given time to like comparison really is the thief of joy and that comparison And I think what's so hard with like, when we talk about like Rachel Hollis, for example, when she says things like that, or when you see those things on Instagram, that's like, you know what you have the same amount of time as Beyonce, like, or who you have the same amount of time as, um, like those things like are meant to be like inspirational of like, yeah, I also have the same amount of time, but we all have like the different amount of access to the resources that others may or may not have in comparison to us. And like, just for myself, I, yeah, I think, I think about that quite a bit of like, why does like maybe my week feel so different or why do I feel so this or that in one given day? Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to remind myself of that. Like when somebody tells me, you know, I'm tired or I'm this or whatever, like it doesn't really matter to me if I understand what their schedule is like, they have every right to feel that way because their experience in that day is totally different than my experience. Like I might sit here and be like, Oh, I've worked so much. Like, I think that's the other piece is we're always like kind of thinking people are looking at us going like, well, I worked so much harder than you. I also don't know what your day looked like. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's happened. Like, I don't know how you slept last night. I don't know any of these things. So just, when we try to find balance, I also think, and this goes back to something that we've always really brought up on this podcast is also not only showing grace to others, but showing grace to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, because this last week has been particularly hard for me with working out. But then when I, so when I think about it, so just at surface level, I haven't worked out as much as I want to. And that kind of stinks. But then you start to break it down where I had my second COVID vaccination the day following. I wasn't feeling all that great. So I didn't work out that day. I just did like a meditation or something. Um, I It took me a few days to start feeling more like myself just because I felt groggy and a little and like the my allergies are awful right now. And right. these are not excuses. These are just things that like when I think about like what has made it more challenging for me. It's not even about anything other than like, I honestly just was listening to my body and my body was like, hold up. Like you don't feel great. But the thing then when you start to break it down, I was walking my dogs every day, regardless that is working out. Um, moving. Yeah. And and like, you know, maybe it's, (laughs) yeah. So maybe I'm not busting my butt on a boot camp, but I'm still doing something like I'm still like active. And I think when you start to realize like, what did I actually accomplish in my day? You start to realize, oh, okay. Just because maybe I didn't get to the workout that I had maybe in a perfect world, like to have gotten to the reason I didn't was because of X, Y, Z, but that's okay. Because look at all the other things I did. Like I think about like Tuesday and the days that followed, I got a 
life-changing vaccine that is going to hopefully make my life hopefully protect me hopefully help eventually protect others right um that's pretty great like don't worry about the like other pieces of it for a second yeah yeah exactly i um well specifically when we were moving i i just didn't i legit didn't have time because I knew that if I did make the time, I'd be completely overdoing it. Like I use a a whoop and I was at like a 16, 17, 18 strain for the day, which is high. Um, And I was like, if I get a workout in, I'm going to be at like 24 and then I'm going to be exhausted tomorrow, not be able to get as much done. So I'm going to be all right. (laughs) It was actually a nice reset for me because then I was like, okay, here's what I have to do. I'm going to, this is my goal for this. And my, I was able to reevaluate my goals and now I have a better plan in place. Cause I was kind of just like, eh, whatever for a few weeks before the move. So it actually was a nice little reset. Taking advantage of the, the breaks that life forces you to take isn't always necessarily a bad thing. Like forcing yourself to slow down a little bit is okay. And sometimes just recognizing like plans, the best laid plans they don't always work out and that's I think hard with balance but like I think if if the last year has taught me nothing else um it is that my time is valuable and there are things where I do need to just actively say no Mm -hmm. and take a beat to use what you have said and just recognize like this is important that I take care of myself I am going to actively be working on that for the rest of my life because I am somebody who doesn't like to feel like I'm letting other people down or Mm -hmm. I'm not pulling my weight. So even like the day after I got the vaccine, I was feeling awful. Like, I mean, I was, don't let me scare you by the way. Like if you haven't gotten your vaccine, go get it. Like, I, I mean, I'm talking about like, I didn't feel great, but like, totally a trade for the fact that like I am now fully vaccinated it's you will be fine I just didn't feel good yeah um I also haven't been sick in a really long time so like I think I kind of forgot what it's like to be sick (laughs) like I think I just totally forgot um but yeah I just (laughs) all I know is I wasn't able I didn't go to football practice because I was like you know what I'm just like I probably shouldn't drive if I'm not feeling well I probably shouldn't I wouldn't get on like I wouldn't get behind the wheel of my car if I had a migraine so like why would I do this now right um something that that sucked (laughs) something that like I was letting others down but this is like a good so last night my husband was like hey can I say something to you without you getting offended and I was like here we go he goes I just want to remind you that you don't have to be someone to everyone Mm. and I was like okay (laughs) like just calm down dude like you're fine like you're doing fine you don't have to be something for everybody like you Mm -hmm. are okay like don't burn yourself out feeling like you have to do everything all the time And I actually really needed that reminder because I have a habit of doing that when I'm not being very balanced in my life. And so I was like, I'm not offended. I needed the reminder. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And sometimes people like your someone's opinion of you is not your business unless unless like you've done something to them. Uh, right. If you have like actively done something to them, you don't get to be like, Ugh, their opinion doesn't matter. But like if somebody just like sometimes simply doesn't like you because either you just don't vibe right. or um, they don't understand you, you know, that happens. We, we cannot be liked 
we cannot like every single person on this planet. Uh, we cannot be everyone's cup of tea. Right. Not everyone is going to be our cup of tea. There is a reason that we are all different. We are unique. And like that kind of goes back into when we talk about balance, balance is going to look different for everyone. And I think sometimes when we try to like fit balance into this perfect box of like to be the best parent or to be the best this or the best spouse or the best this or whatever the case is, and it has to fit within these parameters, you're just making it difficult. I'm just gonna you're keep- just making people feel inadequate because then they think or you're making yourself Self, feel inadequate because yeah. you think like I'm missing something. The reality is, is all of our balance days and the way we balance them is going to look different. It has to. I, I'm just going to keep quoting like quote graphics now for the rest of the episode, <laughs> I guess. But when you said that, it made me think of one that was like, um, stop expecting everyone to like you. You don't even like everyone. Because Lord, I don't. (laughs) Mm, No, no, we don't like everyone. In fact, like some of you have even emailed us and been like, I don't always agree with everything y'all say. And I'm like, look, yeah, you know, like that is just how it works. Like we're not all going to agree with everything. And that is okay. I think when we can like, honestly, I think that makes us better people when we can like accept and acknowledge, like just because you don't like someone doesn't mean you can't respect them. Right. Or at least like just exist in the same world as them it's like sometimes like it's like if we can't all get along and be happy that like there's something wrong with that no No. I'm not asking everyone to like me I'm just asking everyone to be civil to each other like I don't think that that's too much I I agree well before we before we wrap this episode up I want to share just a little bit of an email that we received but I'm going to he the the individual sent it he's he's talking about his daughter I don't want to give away too much identifying information because he didn't say that we could so yeah. without that explicit like um, <laughs> okay yeah. I just want to share a little bit of a highlight from the email um, he shared something about his daughter um, she is playing hockey um, and Long story short, a conversation basically came up about her pads making her look, quote unquote, fat. And that, like, I want to be clear how he has handled this and his his family, his wife, they're doing great. Um, not here to help anyone, parents. Um, I just wanted to offer this up, especially for any of you with children who may be running into something similar because I, my heart broke because like, I'm going to tell you right now, if you look at the studies between boys and girls, like little boys and little girls, like girls are caring about their weight at like an alarmingly young age, like in as parents or as adults who want to help children be um, confident in themselves, that can be really hard because you're like, I haven't done anything that would convince you of anything other than the fact that you are more than beautiful and perfect exactly as you are. Yes. This, the reality, unfortunately, is this is our society. The, this, the, the beauty standards that are presented still so openly in front of people um, makes it very challenging. Mm-hmm. And I just want to offer this. So growing up, I've always had a little bit more what I would call an athletic build. I got into swimming. I played volleyball. I tumbled with cheerleading. And as you can imagine what that did, Mm -hmm. it gave me broad shoulders. Mm -hmm. I had very broad shoulders. I have very strong arms. It is something that is just inherently a part of who I am. I cannot help it. But I was always convinced that that was going to make me 
too big. Mm -hmm. I was convinced that broad shoulders made me fat and that had nothing to do with anything. It made me strong. Um, I will be honest. It took me and it still takes me a lot of time to come to terms with that because again, beauty standards are not quite up to speed on what we need them to be, but they are getting better. Um, but like for anyone who's listening, who's like, yeah, I just don't know how to like navigate this with a young, you know, a young daughter or somebody, or if I have like a, a young girl in my life that I want to be a support system for, if I can offer you anything, when you talk to her, it is okay to tell her she's beautiful, Mm -hmm. but make sure you're telling her she's strong. Make sure you're telling her she's smart. Make sure you're complimenting her mind. Make sure you're complimenting so many things that have nothing to do with the way she looks, because that is the hard part is when we start to put our worth in the way that we look, we start to wonder, are my shoulders too big? Are my thighs too big? Are this blah, 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 blah. And to be honest, it's going to be hard no matter what. Yeah. But Another thing that just uh, that's my one offer is just compliment the mind as well. And another thing too, I think that a lot of times as adults, we overlook is the power of how you talk about yourself in front of your children. Um, Mm -hmm. Being positive and speaking about your body or yourself in a positive way reinstills what you are saying to your children about them. Because you are leading as the example. Um, I, I think when I was younger, struggled a lot with my own, my own weight um, because of how I saw my mom talk to herself um, and about herself in front of me. And I'm her daughter. I look just like her when I was growing up. Um, and so I took those things as that must be what I look like then. Um, so reinstilling positive affirmations to your daughter to your sons, um, letting them know exactly what Aaron said, but also being mindful of how you are speaking about other people and about yourself in front of them, I think also goes, goes a long way in, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, reinstilling that behavior and what you're saying. Yeah. And you know, I always think like growing up with my mom, I don't remember my mom ever saying anything inherently bad like about her own body or herself, mm-hmm. but I do remember other people around me talking like, in yeah. it. so I think just always being aware of like how that, and f- so everyone is aware, like kids are vicious to one another. Yes, like kids are. are going to say things to each other that like, we really wish that they wouldn't. And all we can do is just keep, um, trying to speak kindly and lovingly to those that we can make an impact on because it's not easy, but here's, here's the difference as a child growing up. I had this idea that things like my arms and my shoulders being big were bad. And I've had people point out that my thighs are large. I've talked about this on this podcast Mm -hmm. before, but here's the difference since I joined Peloton, one of my favorite instructors, her name is Jess Sims. I would say Jess Sims looks a lot like me as far as what I, or at least what I could if I, like, I was working out as much mm. as she is. Um, but she's very strong. She has very um, strong shoulders, strong arms, strong legs. And like, I aspire to that now. Like mm. I want to look strong yes. because like But at the same time, like I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you are strong. Like think of all the really incredible things that your body has done, all the really incredible things your body can do. I also think that took just time 
And I'm, I'm 33 years old and I'm still learning, but to think like 20 years ago where I was in my own personal mindset, I wish I could have had this mindset today, but it takes, it takes just time. Yeah. But I, I think having people around me who were supportive of me beyond, beyond the way I looked made it so that wasn't something that I hyper-focused on all the time. Yeah. I did it healthy enough for like being a kid because boys and girls hyper obsess over their, the way they look. Mm-hmm. It's not just a girl thing. Yeah. Um, boys do too. Yes. Um, but you know, for, like I said, for anyone listening to this or for the individual who sent this email, just keep being the loving people that you are. The thing is, is no one's ever reaching out to us for advice. I want to be clear on that. Right. No one yeah. is ever like, Hey, I need some, like, it's just more sharing, mm-hmm. which I'm so appreciative that you're willing to share that with us. Um, and all I would offer to you, and this isn't advice at all. It's just my like perspective is like, you're crushing it because you, every single time you email and you share some of these things, I'm like, how fortunate are your children to have you because you are thinking about these things, right? Like good for you. You're crushing it. It may not always feel like that, but like, I imagine like how, how awesome your children are going to be because they're going to look at it and be like my parents, whether that whether you're married, divorced, whatever, single parents, um, doesn't matter. So many of you are just like, here are the things that I'm thinking about. And I'm can, I care about with my children. Yeah. Kids are going to be all right. The kids are going to be all right. Like that. I have very, very good, like feeling based on the things that you so willingly share with us, which means the world, because if you're sharing that with us, I just imagine what you're saying to your kids. And that's pretty dang cool. Absolutely. That's amazing. Well, there are other things we're going to get to. We'll get to them one of these, one of these (laughs) days, but you can always email us at mindyourownpodcast at hailvarsity.com. I owe like 10 of you responses. Um, To be honest with you, this goes back to balance, have to find time. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget sometimes to just even forward emails to you, Sasha, but like we're back on track. Balance, balance, finding balance. Um, But please email us at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. You can tweet at us at Aaron Sorensen or at Sasha72. I almost wanted to add, I almost did your Instagram handle. (laughs) I do that all the time. (laughs) Oh, but we do appreciate you. Um, Thank you for joining us for another episode. By the way, before I forget, next week is actually going to be a mailbag episode. I'm putting this in this episode, so I don't forget. Uh, We'll put a call out on Twitter, but also send them to us. Yes. We'll be back to take all of your questions. See you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.